0: What's up, guys? I am Dr. Sean Ostrowski, and this is the Live Relentless Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. We have an amazing episode for you. Here we go. What is up, guys? Again, welcome to the Live Relentless Podcast. My name is Dr. Sean Ostrowski, and with me is the lovely Dr. Kendall Ostrowski, my better half. And we are getting into the third part of the Birthing Your Way uh, trilogy series. Um, realistically, last episode just started getting a little bit long and I wanted to make sure this is something that's bite-sized chewable. If you're driving to work, it's not going to be a two hour long um, episode, but now we're going to go through what actually happened on that day. Um, you know, the birth, you know, what that day looked like. I'll start with me again. Um, Dr. Kendall mentioned that, um, you know, early labor, which is usually the, you know, you start realizing that you're having this baby today. Um, that started around like what, five in the morning for yeah, you? Yeah, so
1: I started, I woke up at around 5.30, 5.45, and um, I was having contractions, which at that point I knew that there can be, um, there can be, you know, false labor for days before baby comes. So I was like, uh, is this really it? Is this just false labor? And um, we didn't have
0: very many of that. We don't think no. we had any of that.
1: No, and I def- I definitely expected it, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even to my due date yet. So, and you always hear that first time moms go over their due date.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I was like, ah, uh, this is this probably isn't it. So, um, yeah. you know, I just went back to sleep. I've always heard that you can't sleep through contractions, yeah. um, that are real. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back to sleep, see if they fizzle out. Um, so I went back to sleep. And, um, at around eight o'clock I woke up again and I was still having them. They were pretty regular. Um, and at that point, um, Sean had to leave to go to an event, Mm -hmm. um, to set up for Relentless. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he left the house and, um, I was just kind of, you know, trying to decide if, if this was actual labor or if, you know, it was still some kind of false labor or anything like that. And, um, so I texted my midwife and let her know, you know, I'm, I'm getting this tightening feeling in my stomach and, um, what feels like period cramps, it's happening, you know, very regularly ever so many minutes and, um, and, you know, it might fizzle out, but, you know, I'll keep you posted. Um, and so, um,
0: and I was at an event. Like I said, I, I, you want an excellent motivator, get pregnant before your job is open or before your office is open. Any any struggling chiropractors or aspiring chiropractors, people in in school, go ahead and go ahead and have a baby on the way, and that'll that'll motivate you to make sure your clinic's successful. But we were out at an event. I had a motorcycle rally. I mean, I just ran into the lady who set that up like a couple weeks ago, and she goes, "I bet you don't remember me." And I said, "I know your face, but I I just can't place it." And she goes. I was the one who set up that motorcycle rally that you had to leave because your wife went to labor. I'm like, man, how how crazy is that? Like, I just <laughs> keep on running into these people, and um, but I was there setting up an event. Um, I was supposed to be there all day. I kind of was like, all right, well, I'll at least get out there. Get the tent set up for the team. Yeah. And uh, I told the girls, hey, there's a good chance I won't be there today. It might just be false labor. We don't know for sure. Um, I said, I'm just going to plan as if it is going to happen.
1: I had also expected labor to last a, long, a lot longer than it did.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought I had a lot, of, a lot of time. Yeah. You know, and so again, five thirty, eight o'clock. I got up. I probably left the house around 9, I believe, and I yeah. shot out there. Got things set up, and then it became kind of real that I think this was actually going to happen that day. And I remember I had a I went I went to this this one booth who had like cigars and so I bought a cigar and I was having a cigar as like a celebration. And I, I FaceTimed my good friend, the ones who we had talked about in the previous episode, who had had a, a home birth, and we had been talking to them about it too. So it was it was really cool just to be able to drop it on them. And um, I said, Hey, man, you know I think today's day. You know Kendall's going to labor. She goes. He goes, where are you? And he was like, like there's trees behind you. Where are you? I said, I'm in, I'm at this event. I set up. I'm just waiting for it to start. He goes, why aren't you home? And I said, well, because we have time, you know. He goes, he goes, you don't know that. I thought that too. And then I, I Kristen like went into labor really quick, and like I almost missed it because I didn't, you know. I think he had an event too or something like that. He goes, you better get home. And I said, you you think so? And he goes, yeah. I would definitely leave and just be there anyways. Like why would you want to be at an event? And I was like, I guess you're right. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay. I called the girls, told them I'm leaving. And I told the lady who was running the the show, I said, hey, you know, my wife's going to labor and this and that.
1: And I had asked you to get – stop at like TJ Maxx or somewhere and get like bath mats or something. Yeah,
0: so she had had me stop and get some bath mats because she was thinking if she was going to birth it in the tub, birth the baby in the tub. Well, before the the midwife
1: got there with the birthing pool, I wanted to get in the bathtub.
0: And our bathtub didn't have any, any pads or anything, so she didn't want her knees to be hurting or her butt bone to be hurting or anything like that. So I was like, okay. I think I got a couple other things to remember what it was, but I got
1: a journal to write letters to. Harper. Oh yeah,
0: I got a journal so I could write letters to Harper, and I literally have not done that. So um, every now and then, but then I remember standing in line, and I was <laughs> I told this story a couple times, and Kendall thinks it's funny. But I was standing in line, and I started thinking about the idea that like, wow, this is my life is going to change forever today, and. I remember I was sitting there and I started like welling up and welling up. There was a bunch of people in line and I was like, <laughs> and I was just like started crying and not like, not like sobbing, but I was like welling up and like my nose started to to run. So I had to like sniffle. So people could hear that I was, you know, sniffling and they turned around and looked at me and the guy's like, what, what are you? Are you all right? I forget what I said. Something like. I
1: just really love Fridays. I was
0: really, yeah, it was Friday. I was like, I just really love Fridays, man. I was so grateful. <laughs> and, uh And then, um, I laughed and I said, no, I'm actually, my, my wife's, you know, at home and she's in labor. So, you know, my, he was like, oh man, that's awesome. I definitely get it now. And so I get home and I mean, I, I just made it. I mean, not that the baby was coming right then, but like I just made it for active labor. Like you were about to roll
1: making muffins and I made banana muffins and, um, yep.
0: and the tub got there and I had to set it up and
1: who got there first, you or Sarah,
0: I think Sarah was there before I got there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think. And then, so the midwife's assistant was there before I got there, just a few minutes. And so I started setting up the tub, the, the Aquadua, and uh, I was putting lights in there. I was yeah. getting, I was setting the mood, you yeah. know?
1: He he was like trying to make it look all pretty. He was, he said, I remember him saying, I'm going for a starry night. And Sarah was like, it doesn't have to look pretty. We just got to get it done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, you asked me to do this and I'm doing it right. <laughs>
1: I don't and think she so realized point, how yeah. how quickly things were escalating. Yeah. Um at that point I had started throwing up. Um hmm. another part of labor is like when things start to really get intense, you a lot of people will throw up. Uh-huh. Um so I started throwing up at that point. That was probably like noon ish.
0: Something like that. Yeah. And um, then uh I mean, honestly, I don't have a lot more to say at this point. Yeah. It's really the rest of you. I so, can kind of chime in when I feel like I need to, but yeah. the rest of this was her experience. I mean, I remember just being a little bit, a little bit, not scared. I trusted her, but I was just, and I think that's a weird, weird concept to trust your wife to do something that's happening to her. But at the same time, you're a dad and this is your baby too. Yeah. And I think it's just like, I just trusted her to know what her body needed and what she had to do. And I trusted that she would get it done. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, at that point we got the pool filled up um and
0: Yeah, I'm like I'm, that's, that's what i that's why I was filling up like hot water and stuff. I was like trying to get the temperature to a certain temperature. Yeah. I remember that.
1: And he was just taking his sweet time. <laughs> and I'm over there throwing heat up water and, up so fast. <laughs> um but so um then I got in the pool um and I labored in the pool just I mean, I was rocking back and forth um trying to deal with my contractions. Um, and yeah, I got in the pool and when I, I kind of incorporated some of my hypnobirthing stuff and kind of just went into labor land and, um, you just, you know, focused on relaxing as much as I could. Um, and yeah, I was just there in that pool from probably, it was probably maybe one o'clock when I got in.
0: And that's a that is a discipline. I think it, it's to. important to make sure you, that you bring that up. You talked about that in the last episode. That is a disciplined mindset to be able to relax when something is happening to to you like that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I've been cold plunging. It's not just like, but that's the concept. <laughs> like, I've been cold plunging a lot lately. And when you get in that water, it definitely, which mm-hmm. is what b- blows my mind. This girl can give birth to a baby at home with no drugs, but she can't do 30 seconds in the cold plunge. She, like, gets out right away. But um, different strokes, I guess. But I was saying, like, you, you get in that water, the whole goal is you need to control and relax your breathing. If you don't, you, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's just important. What? I think most women wouldn't it's not a it's not a natural it's not a natural thought, and I think most most women probably don't do that. I mean, at least not not what I've seen. I guess what the what meet with what the media and what Hollywood portrays birth as is like these women are ah, screaming and yeah. you know what I mean. Not and, that doesn't seem like what actually happens.
1: Yeah. But um, what time would you say I got in the pool?
0: I think well, she would by the time you got in the pool it was probably like one thirty. Or two o'clock because she was here two. in about three hours.
1: Yeah, and so, um, yeah, just labored in the pool until probably four forty-five ish, and that's when things got real intense. That's about when I hit transition, um, and I got to the point where I was like, "Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore." And but in my head I was thinking that, but I also knew that, okay, this means that it's almost over. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, we kind of changed positions a little bit. Sean had gotten in the pool, um, around that point. Just doing Um, laps. I was swimming around her. Yeah. No, my muscles got pretty tired from holding myself up. Um, and from all the contractions. And, um, so Sean had said, I had asked him, (laughs) um, earlier in the pregnancy, you know, if he was going to get in the pool with me and he jokingly was like, no gross, I'm I'm not going to do that. And then, um, when it came to it though, he, he looked at me and he was like, do you want me to get in with you and hold you up? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And so he got in with me and kind of just held my body up. Well, well, so that I could just completely relax. Um, and so, um, got to the point where I felt like I needed to push and um, I probably pushed three or four times and Harper was out. Um, Yeah. I know last time we talked about, um, you know, your water breaking, your water can break during active labor. Mine did not break until I was pushing. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Yep. But then, yeah, I pushed probably three or four times and um Harper came out.
0: Yeah. And she I guess was. for and the... I,
1: I caught her myself.
0: Yeah, and she, yeah, so that was one thing that was pretty cool is you know, our midwife kind of constructed that. She made that happen yeah. by putting you in the right position and kind of coached you. Remember she was like, "Hey, you know, Kendall's going to switch her leg position here, and then when that happens, I want you to just when baby comes out, I want you to grab her and I want you to like roll so over I to I your left." Harper, yeah. And
1: then Sean Grabbed me right and kind of flipped me onto my back,
0: mm-hmm. um, and so because I
1: birthed Harper in kind of a lunge position.
0: Yeah, and so I remember I got in the I got in the tub and I was on one side. I was on her on her left side, and I was kind of sitting across her. My feet were across her underneath her, and she was kind of lunging over top of my feet. And then I switched to the other side, and I was on. Then I was on your right. That's where it finished. Mm-hmm. And then basically ended up with my back facing our closet, which you guys don't know where our closet is, but my back behind was you. facing basically behind us. And yeah, that it, it, it all really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, I think what I wanted the guys that are listening to this to hear is, um, just doing whatever you could in the moment while you were there. I know in the beginning, it was, I got a lot of like shut ups and just don't talk <laughs> to me or you I mean, shouldn't even respond sometimes. And I know it. I know as a man, when you go through this process, you're gonna be thinking, "Man, I did this. This is, you know, my fault. She's going through all this because of me, and you know, there was nothing I could really do. And so I wanted to do something. Wanted to do something. And you know, I just there wasn't really anything for me to do. And and Sean
1: probably cried.
0: I cried a little bit. Yeah, and she (laughs) told me not to. And. But then when I got the chance to get in the pool, I was like, yeah, you know, I, when she wanted me in there, I was, I was like, I'm going to get in. Outside of that, I was just kind of sitting outside the pool and kind of reaching in and, you know, doing whatever I could. It felt very helpless, but that's okay. You kinda, just kind of, just kind of being there and being available. But there is more way. that
1: partners can do. I mean, um, applying pressure to the, to the pelvis, both ileums. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't in a good position to do it. Yeah. That's, that's the one that's thing mainly that, land births. Mm-hmm. But, um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much the only thing. I, the only thing I realized I could do at the when I got in the pool was when you were going through those contractions. I realized that you were getting really tired and slinking down lower in the pool, and I was like, "Well, if I can just hold her up while she's not contracting, then maybe when she contracts, she'll have more energy to do that." And so yeah. that was my that was my one thought process, and uh, I mean everything went really well. It was it was very very yeah. blessed I mean, to be that, that that easy of a well, that yeah. smooth of a birth and again i I like to we we could be the perfect we we could be the people that had it go so well on the first time and that's you know and i get that people can have that misconception or that not misconception they could have that 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 feeling that hey it all went well for you that's great but it doesn't always go that well and it's like you as long as you're close enough And by close enough, I mean as long as you're within thirty minutes to an hour from a hospital, you shouldn't have a problem.
1: And if something goes, you have a a midwife there that knows what they're doing. They can see the signs. Yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, plenty early enough to get you some to somewhere.
0: Mm -hmm. In time. Yeah, I think we we have this misconception of what is going on in the hospital. And I think it's really important. We talked about this, I think, on episode one. It's just really important that we understand that a lot of these issues or emergencies or this and that are are actually... They're actually effects that have happened because of a cause early. Yeah. You know, like, for example, if you drink coffee, you're going to have high blood pressure, like, later on that day. Like, if you drink coffee... (laughs) at eight AM at ten o'clock, I guarantee your blood pressure is higher than it was at seven fifty nine before that caffeine into your veins. That's how it works with Pitocin and with epidurals. Things happen and physiological changes will happen in your body. And we've only talked about those drugs do do slow down or they they do impact the baby's heart rate and the baby's blood pressure and things like that too. And so it's almost as if they they, they <sighs> I don't want to say this but it feels as if there's like this this emergency that's created by the by the whole process by yeah. this or they think they're doing better outcomes but by doing all these better outcomes by doing all these checks and all these paperwork and all these lights and all these pop-ins when you're trying to get relaxed Again, human beings are are the same as mammals. We are mammals. We are designed to... We want to get comfortable. We want to get relaxed. It's the same reason why if someone's coming in and out of your room when you're trying to sleep, you're not going to sleep well. Because sleeping is a parasympathetic... um, It's a parasympathetic...
1: Your body releases the same hormones when you make the baby or conceive the baby as the hormones that you need to birth the baby.
0: Yeah. I mean, we watched this really funny video where it talks (laughs) about like it shows how how hard it would be i want you to picture this because i think and we can we can probably end it here this is pretty much it but i remember watching this and it blew my mind i'm like wow that's so true imagine you're you're getting down with your significant other right and and you're you're getting sexual you're you know that you're getting heated you're making out you know the the blood pressure is going up you guys are getting to that point you know and then um just just say a random person walks in the door. Hey, you know, someone knocks on your front door, and you got to go answer the door. And, and the paperwork. clipboard and says, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to take some blood pressure. We're going to take some some numbers. We're going to do a little blood, um, blah blah blah. How you feeling? Scale of one to this, and then, all right, well, see you later. You know, we'll be back in a little bit. Leave the light on though, because you know it is. We do need to be coming in and out. You know. Then you try. Then they say, okay, go back to doing your thing. Okay, let's say maybe you can start getting back into the into the mood of getting you know having <laughs> of making the baby right, having sex, but. Mm-hmm seriously, though, when you stop and think about that and picture that and then you get into it again, let's maybe say you're getting back to that point and then someone pops in again. And that this is what happens in the hospital is like you're getting to this, this Zen state or this relaxed state or this this la la land or baby baby birthing land. And then boom, someone walks in and distracts you and, and changes it. And then your sympathetic state fires up because now it's okay, there's something going on. They need something from me. There's some sort of no one say stressor. They could be as nice as they wanna be, but you're still you're still changing the natural Inhibiting. Vibration yeah, of that person's as, body. As natural hormones. Yeah, if you believe in the quantum or you believe in anything, there is vibration going on in people's bodies. And if so, if you when you get into that parasympathetic state, your vibration changes. When you get into that sympathetic state, your vibration changes. And you ever notice you're around people and you just don't like them or you don't like to be around them? That's because their vibration is probably weird and you don't like it. That's just that's a very real thing. And so, when you change someone's state when they're getting into a place like birth. And you continuously do that. If that's the one thing that happens in hospitals, so that's the only thing, that's bad enough. But then there's all kinds of other things that are going on that are just non, they're just, they're just non facilitative. They're they're very they're very much the opposite. And so when people are, oh it's really safe to have it at the hospital, really it's not. There's no difference. And if really, and honestly, it just it just probably causes more problems yeah. than it than it helps. And that's what I'm trying to get at is you can probably avoid a lot of the crap that happens nowadays in births if you just if you just take away all the crap that causes it. And I think a lot of the emergencies we hear about, a lot of these this and that, it's not because of the of the natural process went wrong or you weren't able to do it or it's because you had so much crap and so many people coaching you in the wrong direction. Like I mean, it, it just seems like all the things they do are counter counterproductive to the process. It's like, hey, here's go ahead and run a mile. Everybody else is going to go in this direction, but you're going to go in this direction because we told you to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. But,
1: yeah. Back to, <laughs> so Harper was born. So Harper was born. And um, everyone started showing up, my whole family, um, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, her son, um, my best friend and her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this point I still had to birth the placenta. Um, we told the story of me birthing a placenta last episode. Um, so once the placenta came, I finally was able to hop in the shower. Um, I still well, hadn't I, held my child yet. Yeah. Well, I nursed Harper started nursing first before the placenta.
0: Mm-hmm. But then out, everybody but, else grabbed her. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't even get to hold my daughter till like almost an hour after she was born. Yeah. that was by my own fault like that's something we'll definitely do different this time around
1: so i showered and then um got dressed got some comfy clothes on not some um gown that a lady just died in yesterday um yeah (laughs) but um
0: think about that yeah that's that's simple enough that's that that for me is is a good enough reason
1: yeah and don't that, even that, get to sounded, the, that sounded very gruesome. You don't but, even get to choose the but clothes you a, wear. There's a stand-up comedy where the guy says that his wife birthed at home, and he, he kind of makes a joke about that. <laughs> so that was a reference to that. If you haven't heard that, that sounded probably really gruesome. It's but, true, though. So, um, But, yeah, and so we went and just laid on the couch. Harper nursed again, and, um, yeah, we just got to relax in our own space. Um, my best friend brought me um, sushi, which was perfect. mm mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah, and I mean, I remember I'm, I just, I was sitting there kind of off to myself, just trying to not be in the way. If that's probably yeah. my, my my number one thought process going through my mind was just don't be in the way. And but then but sister after sister after mom after dad after everybody held the baby, and then I remember our midwife kind of looked at me and I was standing over there and she goes, "Have you even held her yet?" And I said, "No, I'll hold her later when everybody's everybody's kind of done." She goes,
1: "She was like, everybody out."
0: yeah everybody she's like i have to check something everybody out you know so i mean i do i do really appreciate everything she did for me and you that day and you know coached me along the way too and i mean yeah i mean she made us feel very confident and i think that was another big thing is she didn't bother us unless there was something that needed to be talked about and then even then i felt like everything was going so well so and she was so confident in you and in us that it just it just. That's how you, that's how you create a good outcome. Yeah. It could go so many different ways, but yeah, you empower people Mm -hmm. and that's how good thing. And that's what we're trying to do with this episode. And that's what I try to do when I talk to people, when I go, it's just empower women and empower dads that you can do this. It's not unsafe and And it's definitely, even even if
1: you want to do it in the hospital, just like know your options, know that you can say no to things, have it in writing Yeah. Have in writing your birth plan and what you want done. You can just know that you can say you can eat during labor. You can drink during labor. You don't have to be attached to the monitors. You can have a water birth. You can, like, just because it's the hospital's policy to birth doesn't mean you have to do it that way. You don't have to birth on your back. You can birth in whatever position feels natural to you.
0: Because it you is natural. You can delay the
1: cord Cord clamping. Mm-hmm. Um, which
0: Yeah, there's still nutrients coming through right. that cord until it stops pulsating. It's very important that you know that. You're gonna right. you're gonna you're gonna deprive the baby of that extra nutrition that it needs baby, that you can only get from that cord.
1: Your baby does not have to have all the eye drops and the vitamin K and does not have to have vaccines the day they're born. You can wait on that and decide that later.
0: And and what is the stuff that's on the vermix? Is that what it's called? That's vermix. on vernix? Yeah. That's very, you can, it's actually really good to rub that into their skin. Your baby
1: does not have to be bathed right then. You can, you can rub in the vernix and your baby can be in their, their natural fluid for a while, which is actually really good for their skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um,
0: there's a lot of people that I've seen that have showed, you can showed have me
1: birth plan that you do not want an episiotomy. And if mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of women that, that still, even though they've, they've said that they don't want an episiotomy, the doctor cuts them anyways. So have that in writing that if you don't want that done to you, have it in writing.
0: And the, and these aren't, and, and have
1: on. a doula. To be yeah. there to stand up for you, because a lot of times dads don't don't know when to mm-hmm. speak up and when to say things. Have someone that's been ex- that has experience in the birthing world that is willing to stand up for you and say no. She wa- she does not want this. She wants this. And yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, these are all. This all goes back to unless you do your homework, you won't know any of this, and you won't know what options you have. And I think just even knowing what it looks like to have a circumcision and we're talking about this idea is if we have a boy what are we, are we gonna get them circumcised and the more I look into the research and more I look into what it is and why they do it and how it's done and what it does to the child and I'm probably gonna shy away from it now again um, it I'm gonna probably I'm gonna say what I'm saying is I'm probably gonna not do it and so these are all things that don't just have to be done just because they're usually done and I think that's important to remember is there's a lot of things that as long as you know what they are and you know what the what the reasoning behind not doing it is and the benefit for doing it versus doing it, you can you can stand up for yourself in that moment. You can still have a hospital birth if that feels more safe to you. But I'm telling you, there are so many things like like what Dr. Kendall mentioned, and there's probably a few more that do not have any health benefit at all. And matter of fact, they actually do the opposite. I am telling you, hospitals are not where healthy things happen. Yeah. Do I need to say that more than once? I mean, if this is where people go to be managed when they're sick or when they need to die. That's what hospitals are, are made for. They are not health places. Yeah. And so I think it's important that if you want to have a healthy birth, you do your homework. If you want to do it at a place that, sure, maybe is a little bit Definitely more responsive. If center. something goes wrong, choose a birthing center because they're still going to have those those a lot of times accesses. The birthing the centers are accesses.
1: attached to the hospital, right? So,
0: but they're going to be a little less chaotic yeah. most times, and usually the they're women are the some sort light, of. They're
1: going to have options for a birthing pool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's just know what you can and can't have and know what realistically you can do whatever you want it's your child these yeah. people are not most of these people are not as as informed as you might think yeah they they know one way
1: they know their procedures that they yeah. have to
0: follow they know yeah they know the steps that they're supposed to follow and anybody that breaches those steps yeah it's going to be a little bit weird but Um, that's okay. You know, sometimes doing things against the grain is, is good. If you look at almost anybody in the world who's done anything special, it's because they've done it different. And this isn't really even that different, but it's just getting back to the way that about you're supposed to do things that the the way that we've been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, it's 100% safe. It's in a lot of ways, I think more safe, um, because you set the mom up for things to go well, not setting her up for things to go wrong. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. Again, this was all to, to give you guys as much empowerment and as much information as you can possibly have. And I hope we've done that. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and leave them in the, in the comment box and rate and review this podcast. And um, a lot of the links and things we've talked about will be in the descriptions. I hope you have an amazing day. There you have it guys, you made it to the end, which means you want to better yourself and that makes us kindred spirits. I'm so honored that you are here listening and remember to live relentless means you embrace each moment of life. You are determined to better yourself every single day. You don't make excuses for your shortcomings and you build the life of your dreams and look for ways to lift up those around you every day. You are a leader and you push your boundaries until you realize every ounce of your God-given potential. You do all of this because you know that when it's all said and done, you can look yourself in the mirror and love that person looking back. Guys, if you saw value in this episode, I ask that you please like it, share it, and subscribe to my channel for more. Again, you can follow me at the Dr. Sean Ostrowski on Instagram. Guys, I love you, and I want amazing things for your life. If I can help in any way, please reach out, and I want you all to have an amazing day.